Especially to all of our international listeners, we're still here. The two people overseas that tune in every episode. I'd, I'd really want to go visit them one day and just be like, why? Why? Don't you worry, your pretty <laughs> little heads. Um, we are very excited to be back and talking about your newest, most revered and loved holiday tradition here at the Forest Inn. Which is what, Thomas? Mistletoe Musings. Mistletoe Musings. This is our seventh year of doing Musings and our second year of doing A Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's right. Um, The basis for the story is that we kind of follow along the uh, traditional Christmas story-esque. And then they kind of incorporate a bunch of the Musings within the the story itself just for some holiday entertainment. So it's a lot of singing with some interlude, basically. Yeah, with some great acting by uh, a solid ensemble of actors. And then, of course, you've got the Musings, who are holding it down with some harmonies. Absolutely. You used to be in the Musings for a number of years, right? I did. I was. I was amusing on and off for three years, three or four years. And now I'm just I'm supporting them. You're always, am, you're always amused to me, Kevin. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it's the time of year to lie. Uh, no, no, no it's not. It's the opposite. You're not supposed right, to no, lie. That's right. I forgot. No lying until after Christmas. Oh, that's right. And then I you forgot. can lie as much there's as you that, want. There's that weird gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. It's Well, it's so it's first Christmas, which starts November 1st, then Thanksgiving, and then second Christmas, which starts the day after Thanksgiving. So we're technically in second Christmas right now. I don't believe in first Christmas. First Christmas is a thing. You can Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It waits till after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I like Thanksgiving, Kevin? Why is that? It's Christmas without all the obligations. See? You eat food, good food, yeah. you hang out with your family, mm-hmm. you remember what's important about your life, etc. You you reminisce on the past year. It you do all the things you do at Christmas except for now people don't open your gift and go, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> who does that? I want to. I want to talk. I want to talk to the person who goes oh after they open a gift and give them a, a, a talking to. Well, that's rude as hell. Well, don't go to an Anton family Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the Antons have their own Christmas traditions, and the Ann has that's, ours. That's, that's true. So before we um, we talk to um, the musings themselves. We're going to hear a little bit from Michael Sheeks, the man, the myth, the legend. 
God, I hate it when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, all along, uh, one of the things about doing uh, what we do out here is that we have all of these really, really talented people doing all of these amazing shows. And uh, in particular, uh, I mean, there's so there's the there's sort of the acting drama side, which you know we take advantage of a really great uh, group of people and do American classics. But on this on the vocal side, and this is one of the things that sort of surprised me, and well, not surprised. What delighted me about this area is that we have people who have extraordinary vocal skills and musicianship. So the so right from the beginning, when we started in the fall of 17, it was clear that we should do some things where we just bring those people together. So we did a holiday show. So we, we had uh, six people, and I'm not even going to try and list the names, but so we had six people who did this Mistletoe Musings holiday show in 2017 and it was fun and we had a lot of people come and everybody had a really good time and so in 2018 we did it again and then we did it again in 2019 and every year it was very much self-directed they picked the music it was a lot of it was an eclectic selection of music so it felt kind of like a uh, big city sort of like it wasn't a hallmark kind of show it was it was very uh sophisticated in the kind of music that it picked and then of course we had the COVID year and so it was done as a uh, video and so those of you that saw the video that year right I mean it was we threw it together but you know I mean with some moments of limited production value other moments that were kind of <laughs> special and uh, it was fun right so then we come back and it's 2021 and we do it again and 2022 two happens and and so the process for musings is they gather every year gets a little later in the year but they gather in the summer and sort of pick uh they curate the list of songs that they're going to do so in 2022 so last year they did that process in july and then after they had curated the songs and kind of picked, this is our song list, I suddenly decided we're going to do a Christmas carol and we're going to layer that over the show and use the music that you're doing for a Christmas carol. But the songs had all been already selected. Mm -hmm. So we did the best we could to kind of place the songs in places that made sense for a Christmas carol, but it was really freaking random uh because when they selected and curated their playlist they hadn't been thinking about fitting it into a christmas carol so the show was good it was fun we, we you know we had the audiences enjoyed it we had a lot of people come and see it and we were like let's do it again but this time what they've been able to do because they know that they're curating a list of music for a christmas carol while on the one hand, they are able to do a lot of different kinds of music and, and it's very eclectic because that's, that's the core of what we do for Mistletoe Musings, they also were able to pick some songs that fit more organically into the flow of A Christmas Carol. And A Christmas Carol is kind of an interesting phenomenon. Um, it actually is a relatively short show and it's not a 
show per se. So what most people use, so uh, Dickens, to make money for a period of time, would do readings of A Christmas Carol. And so he has a uh, an abbreviated text that includes narration and, character and, and dialogue that he specifically edited for the purpose of doing live readings as a way to kind of generate income for himself. So that script, which is curated out of the underlying story, is the script that we use that is then curated with music. And so, um, so the story itself and the narration is relatively short. So we are able to do 25, 30 songs with it because when you go to see a Christmas Carol at the Guthrie or in Milwaukee or where have you, um, there's a lot of the show that is kind of this spectacle of various um, celebrations of the holidays. And that's what fills out kind of the longer running time of A Christmas Carol. The, the actual not dialogue and narration is relatively short. So we're doing the same thing, right? We have the, the narration and dialogue, <coughs> excuse me, and, uh, and then we curate and layer over that all of these songs. So, um, so it's been fun, and we're doing it again this year, and next year we're going to kind of try the same thing with um, Nutcracker, and, uh, and the cast, as uh, you will hear later, have all kinds of ideas about other things we might do, including the airplane version, <laughs> which is a classic holiday show. Airplane, the holiday show. Maybe we should do uh, Die Hard. Die Hard, the mistletoe musings, holiday. I, I don't know what that looks I would like. Do that. Yeah, right. Thomas is like, yes, absolutely. That would be the only one I ever do. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so it's grown and uh, people enjoy it. And we're trying to, we've been, you know, you, you, you look around, you try and how do you create a tradition, but at the same time, you can't do the same thing year after year. You have to find some kind of variation and variety. And at the core of our Mistletoe Musings holiday show is this ensemble of musicians who are extraordinarily gifted and who do a lot of uh, a cappella harmonized music um, that then gets layered into some kind of storytelling that gives it... Uh, what you experience when you come and see it. So we hope you come and see it. Well, thank you, Michael, for that um, background information. That was really, really helpful. And now, Kevin, I think we're going to talk to the cast. Hi, I'm Shannon. Hi, I'm Tessa. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Zach. Hi, I'm Philip. Everyone just has first names. <laughs> they don't need Shannon last started name. it that Thanks, way. Uh, you don't need to know their last they, names. They've probably all seen us. You can find us on the website. Not important. <laughs> find Unless us on the, I don't James think it has a cast list on it. It will. It will. <laughs> so uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us on this Christmas Carol episode uh, for the Forest in Features. Um, we just want to know, how is the Musings Christmas Carol different from, like, your normal, regular, regular production of A Christmas Carol? So in our version of A Christmas Carol, we do uh, traditional Christmas songs, but we also have non-traditional Christmas songs um, that we weave throughout the um, 
story narrative. Better word. Uh, coming up with music that fit uh, each of the scenes, each of the moods, whether it was what was being spoken or done on stage. It doesn't have to necessarily be literally what's happening, but just the overall emotional feel of the scene. Coming up with Christmas tunes or holiday music that fit was a task, but fun, and a good chance for us to bring in some, as Tessa said, non-traditional holiday music, like a neat uh, arrangement of a Backstreet Boys tune. Uh, yeah, non-holiday cool. tune was pretty special. Um, this being the second time that you guys have done this, I guess it kind of alludes to what you're talking about, Zach. How much of the music is different this year from last year? Because it's the same show, right, as last mm -hmm. year, but what is different about the music this time? So, um, so we do have a lot of songs that are very familiar that we did last year, but one of the big tasks that we have is coming up with new songs to bring in. So I would say it's about, what, a 50-50 split as to what we did last year and then new songs this year. Uh, who puts in, uh, who kind of puts the repertoire together for the music? In the we group? all do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so all of the singers in the show put together the music. So there are uh, four of us in the show that have been in Mistletoe Musing since the first year we did it seven years ago. And um, we've got uh, Zach and Sam, who've been in it a couple times over the years, uh, and uh, all of us kind of collectively, and Sean, and all of us collectively uh, put together the set list for the show. Very cool. So this is a question for uh, some of the, the original members of Mistletoe Musings, as you said, Phil, four of you have been in this since the first year. Um, and Musings started more as a variety show, a variety show format. Um, what did you enjoy about that format and how have you kept it alive as you've added a narrative to the show? I always enjoyed that we could kind of do things that we wouldn't be able to do in other settings. Like, for example, it was the first year wasn't just all Christmas. It was winter songs and and traditional songs, religious songs, secular songs. We even had musical theater songs, like completely non-Christmas holiday at all. But we were able to tie it in so nicely, um, kind of by accident. So um, that was always fun. And I feel like this show happened the same way last year, where we were like, I don't know if this works. Like, we have this narrative that we have to create, and then even all the way up to maybe, like, the Tuesday of that week, we were like, oh, shit, it works. Like, it does work. Like, it's somehow all threaded together. So it's kind of fun to see it happening um, with more purpose when we started this whole thing out so kind of chaotically. So mm -hmm. that's been pretty cool. Yeah, I personally prefer when there's a story because the first – five, six years, it was um, random readings of Michael's choosing, but I prefer a story because you can build the songs around it a little bit more, and I think that's what makes this year probably one of our better ones, because we picked the songs that really fit the moment and the scene. Same thing that they said. Um, I 
when we first started, it, it like Aaron said, it was kind of chaotic because it was a new concept that Michael brought to us. And we really had to think really hard about, okay, what songs can we do? What songs can we make happen? We wanted to try to stay away from doing too many tracks. We wanted to keep it all live music as much as we could. Um, so we've had piano and guitar and cajon and chimes. Not chimes. I just want to do chimes so bad. Bells. <laughs> Bells. Bells. <laughs> and and, it, and it's kind of, it was, like Shannon said, Michael picked what would be considered random readings that actually folded really well into what we picked. Um, so we picked the songs without really knowing what readings Michael wanted to do. And he picked the readings that kind of created a storyline, so to speak, throughout the whole piece. So adding a Christmas carol definitely helps kind of steer us in a direction um, that's been useful um, in picking songs. And this year, like Shan said, is probably one of our better years because we've got a really good grip on what we can and can't do. Um, so picking songs actually was, I think, probably the easiest we've done this year because we could go back, you know, six years of all of our stuff and say, okay, we haven't done this one in a long time. This one we've never done before. We can add this one in. And I'm very excited about the songs that we picked this year. Do you have a favorite like song or moment from this year's production? Bottom of the share? River by Delta Ray. It's going to be really awesome. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite moment so far. It's hard to say. I think I'll have a better idea after we do a run tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we had a really cool rehearsal moment last night where we sang um, Coventry Carol. And we were so freaking tired. I mean, it was like after 9.30. We had rehearsed all night. And we were running music. And like, I don't know what happened, but I said it's, I felt like the choir kid in all of us just came out. And all of a sudden, we were instinctively like doing the same crescendos and the same like phrasing and retardando is like we just like made music for the first time <laughs> and that was really cool it was like oh shit we can do this like we're gonna it's gonna be really good mm-hmm. yeah that oh. was really cool i don't know if that'll happen in the show but it was a really cool rehearsal moment for sure i will say script wise michael wanted us to be very what's the word farcical Spicy. Spicy? Spicy was his word. Spicy. So there's a lot of random uh, Tishmills, Wisconsin Wisconsin plugs into the script. References. References. Not in the script. It's ad-lib. It's ad-lib, but that's how he wanted it, so that's what it is, and I think the audience will be tickled by that, just like his pre-show jokes. (laughs) Uh, how much have you worked with the other part of the show the Christmas Carol aspect so we've got a great cast of actors who are only doing the uh, character parts and narrations in the show and uh, the singers are also filling in some of those roles but the the actors are so fun to work with uh, uh, Claire-Anne and Roger and Ash and Carter and Carrie Get all of them. Marty, 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 yeah. Marty, and Hannah. They are kind of the core of the Christmas Carol story, and all of the music and everything kind of flows around them. But they kind of hold down the actual narrative of a, Christ- of a Christmas story. Scrooge and the ghosts and the narrations, and uh, they're just so fun to work with because they kind of almost have to ignore us to a certain extent as we're kind of coming in and singing all of these non-sequitur songs uh, that are sometimes more or less related to what's happening in the scene, but they have to stay in character uh, 
So um, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun having that contrast. And they do it in a relatively short amount of time. <laughs> because we really kind of got together with them last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was twice. And then we've got this week to put everything together. And we have our first show on Friday, December 1st. Which is crazy. But that's a testament to their talent and dedication to making sure that we have a show to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, this being the seventh year overall for the Musings, it's become somewhat of a holiday tradition here at the end. Um, what's a holiday tradition that you hold close to your heart? Oh, I know. <laughs> so every year, which happens to be on the first weekend of our performances, um, I do a tradition with my family where we go to Camp Cinema, which is out, where is that? Newton. Newton area. Newton. In Newton. Why down there? And it, I, if you know Camp Cinema, it's basically they address or they decorate all their cabins out there, and you can go through each cabin, and sometimes they have little treats for the kids. They've got this really cool um, cabin where you can write letters to uh, soldiers over the sea, overseas. Um, so I always have my niece and nephew do that because that's always fun. And they have like a little campfires along the way, and it's just really pretty, especially when there's snow on the ground. So we've been doing that since I was. I couldn't even tell you, and I'm older now, so <laughs> that's one of my favorite traditions that we do. My favorite holiday tradition is the ugly Christmas sweater party. Wherever it's held, we all put <laughs> ugly, ugly Christmas sweaters on and get sloppy. <laughs> Wouldn't be a Christmas without it. Some of my favorite Christmas pastimes include um, baking tons of holiday treats my dad was a phenomenal baker so um, we were always spoiled for sweets around the holiday season we also like to drive around uh, Manitowoc and and take a look at everybody's lights and judge them absolutely (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my best friend and I um, we when my parents got divorced in seventh grade um, I was really sad, so she wanted to, she said, let's make cookies at your dad's house, otherwise, like, there will be no holiday cheer there. So, um, we started making cookies, and it was horrible. We forgot the flour, we burned my hand, like, we were, like, 12 years old. And without fail, through several different pregnancies between the both of us, every year, we make Christmas cookies, and we have ours planned for next Monday. Like, every, I think this is year 28. Every year we make Christmas cookies, and it's evolved from, like, really intense baking to, like, buying the pre-made dough and drinking wine. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of where we're at right now, but, like, we can't, we will never skip a year, so that's my favorite. One of my favorite holiday traditions has always been going to um, my grandparents' house, so uh, my grandma Jindra over in Mishicot, uh and the whole extended family, all the cousins and aunts and uncles come to visit. Uh, and it is pretty much one of the only times in the year that I get to see most of them. So it's a lot of fun. We you know, share memories and updates uh, of uh, our lives. And we'll go out onto the river if it's cold enough uh, mm-hmm. and it's frozen. And we'll uh, go ice skating and have snowball fights and everything. Um, <laughs> ice walking. <laughs> Um, and everyone will bring their dogs and everything, and it's just it's just really nice. And then we do the same, well, not the same thing, but uh, at my 
uh, mom's uh, mother's house will will go and hang out and have a nice quiet uh, Christmas Eve uh, family gathering. Those are just nice little moments. Christmas Carol this year and next year the Nutcracker. What Christmas story do you think could be adapted into a Musings holiday special in the future? Well, <laughs> we have talked for years. Very years. We have wanted to set this show in an airport. In an airport. <laughs> airport. And every year there are songs that play that I'm like, this will fit in an airport theme. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a crossroads where we all like have to find each other because we're trying to, you know, get home. Christmas and, and I just heard flights this. Are delayed. <laughs> flights yes, delayed. flights are delayed, and I've heard I heard this song the other day. Oh it's about um, it. it's Snoopy. It's a Snoopy song about the Red Baron. Yes, and I it's a Christmas. Song. I had never heard it before. I'm like, that is perfect for what we want. <laughs> you know, I co-signed the airplane <laughs> theme. I've been waiting to do airports since year two. Yes. A long time. That question was only in there to talk about airplanes (laughs) and airports. That is not at all the answer I was expecting, but I'm happy that it came up. Anyway, (laughs) any other thoughts? I also always thought it'd be cool to do like an old, tiny, like those old Christmas specials that would come on TV. They're really hokey. Mm-hmm. Like, like the cartoons? Like the ones that are like, like in someone's like, living room? Yeah, like the Mr. Yeah. Hanky one. Like the Mr. Hanky, well, not that specifically. But <laughs> yeah, where it's like, there's just like that one night Christmas special hosted by Andy Williams or whatever. Like, and they have all the entertainment. I always thought that would be kind of fun too. Janet actually brought this up to me. She said the Polar Express would be a fun one to do. Mm-hmm. Um, to weave the story up from that into the music. I like I like scary stuff, so Krampus would be cool. Oh, yeah. Or The Grither. I don't know if anybody knows The Grither. It's worth looking up if you don't know it. Scary. We we won't do a scary one, I don't think. But that would be fun. I don't know what really brings into the holiday spirit. Like Krampus. Krampus. I mean, you never say never. Krampus at the airport. Yes. Yes. There we go. Krampus at the airport. The first act is a Hallmark movie. The second act is a horror movie. Whatever whatever we do, whatever we do, we just need Aaron to sing Hard Candy Christmas. <laughs> All right, we have one more question for you guys, and then we're gonna let you go. Okay, I hear you got a rehearsal to go to. So. What? <laughs> if you had had to face a Christmas ghost, would it be the past, present, or future? Phil's got it. Obviously, you'd pick the future so you could see all the bad stuff and get away with uh, avoiding it, just like Scrooge did. <laughs> Duh. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would pick present, because then I can see what's actually happening in real time, and then I can fix the future that way. I think I'd pick present as well for a very similar reason. Just being more aware mm-hmm. of what's going on. Yeah. I like the idea of being able to look into the future and uh, making some changes because you can't fix the past. <laughs> you can only change what you do in the present to affect your future. Ah, somebody get him a Hallmark card. Thank you, Musings, for spending time with us this Thanks. evening to talk about Thank you. your show. 
And Thomas, let's tell the people when the shows are. I sure can, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to tell you all the show dates and where you can get your tickets and how much they cost, even. That more, sounds more, great. more than you bargained for. Yeah. All right. So the Friday, Friday evening shows are going to be on December 1st, the 8th, and the 15th. The pub will open at 6 p.m. with pre-show music at 6.15, with the show starting at 7.30. On Saturday, we have our Twilight shows. Those are on December 2nd and 16th. The pub will open at 2.30 with pre-show music at 2.45 with the show at 4. Sunday matinees are on December 13th and 10th. Oh, sorry. December 3rd and 10th with the pub opening at 12.30 with pre-show music at 12.45 and the show at 2 o'clock. We also have some special shows, including a Thursday evening show, December 14th, with a pub um, opening at 6 6 o'clock, the pre-show music at 6.15, and the show starting at 6, 7.30. And then we do have a Sunday early matinee on December 17th. That's when the pub will open up at 11.30 with the pre-show music at 11.45 with the show starting at 1. We're really trying to accommodate all different types of age ranges and availability for this one. because we really, Yeah, we really want to see it be more of a family tradition to come out to the forest and see this show. Uh, we consistently do it every year, and it's, it's, a, it's a great way to ring it in and really start to feel like it's the Christmas time. Right, Kevin? Absolutely. And while we're, we're talking about other things happening around the holiday, in addition to Mistletoe Music, we have also have a music event on December 9th that starts at 7 o'clock. It's the Peter Mulvey concert, and he's a really fantastic artist. So if you're looking to add a music event in addition to the Christmas Carol, make sure you come out on December 9th to see Peter Mulvey. That's right, Kevin. And you can get all of your tickets at theforestin.org. Um, right there, they will give you all the uh, you know seating options and all the availability that we have left. I hear tickets are selling pretty well for this one, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do have some light meal options available there, too, if you feel a little hungry while you're at the forest. You better plug those light meal options, Thomas. I just did. Innocent plug. <laughs> Buy the sandwiches. Buy, Buy our sandwiches. sandwiches. Buy our charcuterie board. <laughs> um, also, wow, we don't usually have this much to sell you guys besides the show, but there's a lot happening. Um, we're <laughs> we're we're pushing to to add some names to our Forest in fam, um, which are our monthly donor patrons. Um, if you're interested in becoming one of those for as little as ten dollars a month, you can help us by donating. Um, and keeping our our mission alive out here at the Forest Inn. I signed up today, Kevin. Ah, you're 51? I am 51, I ah. guess. Yeah, I signed up today. Good for you. You can find more information on, on how to donate on our website as well as our Facebook page. Um, let's see if there's anything else we want to mention. Oh, we should probably mention the Toys for Tots that are coming here do in the forest. It. Let's do it real quick. One more plug, right? One more thing. One more thing. So during the uh, show performances in the up, you know, the next month or so, please bring some unwrapped gifts. We're gonna have a box here for the Toys for Tots that we're gonna donate to children in need. So, um, just another great way for the forest to try to help out other organizations that you know do the same things that we do, which is try to provide. Joy. 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 Thanks, Kevin, for being on the end that one. I'm not sure what we provide. No, I'm, I'm not sure what we what we offer, but it's something. <laughs> Joy. And people like it because they keep coming back. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Forest Inn Features. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday and we see you at the Forest Inn. Have a great Christmas, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. 
Yeah.